could you come down here a minute, please? There's someone I'd like you to meet. Yeah, Mom. Charlie, this is our next door neighbor, Jerry Dandridge. Hello, Charlie. Don't be rude. Check hands. What's he doing here? I invited him over for a drink. What? I invited him over. Why? What's the matter, Charlie? Afraid I'd never come over without being invited first? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're quite right. Of course, uh... Now that I've been made welcome, I'll probably drop by quite a bit. In fact, anytime I feel like it. With your mother's kind permission, of course. Oh, Jerry, anytime. <laughs> so nice that someone interesting has finally moved into the neighborhood. Charlie, are you all right? Yeah, Mom, I'm fine. I just gotta get back to my trig. That's all. Nice to meet you, Charlie. See ya. Soon. tonight. She's a handful. You know? Women who look a certain way, they... <laughs> they need to be managed. It's true. Your dad ducked out on you, huh? Your mom, she didn't exactly say, but... Is a kind of neglect. Gives off a scent. You don't mind my saying you got a lot on your shoulders for a kid. The two of you, alone, and your girl, Amy, she's ripe. I bet there's a line of guys dying to pluck that. Your mom, too. You don't see it. Maybe you do, but she's putting it out. It's on you to look out for them. You up for that guy? I think I can manage. Good. Because there are a lot of bad people out there, Charlie. Gotta look after his own business. Thanks for the beers.
time for the penultimate episode of this season of Split the Difference. I'm your host, Jesse. Today I have with me Hope. Hey! And Seth. It's a full moon out and it's almost the weekend, so it's time to talk about Fright Night! Yes, yes. Oh, finally, we've got uh, two good horror movies again. <laughs> I'm going to say it up front. I'm very thankful this is not a, another clone movie. Thank God. Oh, Christ, yeah. Finally. <laughs> Thank God. We have oh, shit man. to talk about this time. Yes, we're talking about Fright Night, the original film from 1985, directed by Tom Holland. No, not Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, versus the 2011 remake, directed by Craig Gillespie. But written by Tom Holland. Well, sort of. <laughs> kind of. It's based on his story, but the screenplay was also written by uh, Marty Noxon. So it's his story, but it's generally mostly someone else doing the writing. Oh. So. He actually, I don't think, I don't, I don't think uh, Holland had much to do with uh, the remake. He did praise it but he said that there were some things he had issues with but overall he liked it well that's that's fine tom i have issues with your movie too yeah (laughs) (laughs) even though i like it i like it to be clear yes i i agree i agree all right so let's start out the original film uh who wants to go first hope you're the horror whore let's uh here we go (laughs) jesus hey i claim that jesse even got me jesse okay self-claim title that's yeah, Jesse even got like, me a hoodie that says that. <laughs> as long as the title's self-claimed, I was like, Jesus Christ, where is this coming from? I said it last episode, it's fine. Um, so. Maybe that was me mishearing. Because I, I, horror horror sounds like, you, I don't know, stuttered. <laughs> yeah, if I say right. it too quick, it sounds like I stutter. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I cut you off. No, you're totally fine. This is a great intro. Um <laughs> Can I just say, starting out the bat with the original, uh, when you see Peter Vincent on TV when they're going through his films and whatnot, did anyone else notice that the stake was actually backwards to the pointy end was facing him when he was trying to kill the vampire? I don't know if that was intentional or a mistake, but it works either way. Do, Do you think that was a safety on set thing? I have no, no. It was the 80s. Well, the twist is that Peter Vincent in the original film is a fraud, so he doesn't know what he's doing. Ah, true. Yeah. Yeah, so that, right off the bat, you know, that always makes me laugh. Um, But yeah, uh, interesting fun fact. I've seen the original, but this is the first time I'd ever seen the remake, so. Same. Crazy, I'm the exact opposite. I had seen the remake in theaters in 3D, and I'd never seen the original. Oh, well, we got a little twist-a-roo then. Um, (laughs) So there's a lot of call-outs, like, actor-wise, that I do love. Um, We have your Prince Humperdinck in there for any Princess Bride fans. (laughs) Um, A good old West Virginia boy. And then uh, my biggest issue, but it fits is Amanda Beers plays Amy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Most well known for her role as uh, Marcy on Married with Children. A.K.A. the original Karen. The original Karen. Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh, like, it, she just annoyed the shit out of me. So did the person who played Evil Ed. Uh, just all the other actors were great, but those two just really irked me in such a way. I'm like, you couldn't have done a little bit better casting, but whatever. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, I I do love the original. I think it's great. It's definitely very different from everything else that came out around that time. It, I, I, I just, I really do like it. It, the, the effects were great. The practical effects were great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, what's not to love? I mean, you you know, I it's I've I I don't know, but then you um flip switch to the the remake and I'm I'm going to have to say whereas the original I only had issues with one or two people, 
in the remake, I really didn't like anybody except David Tennant. I feel like he <laughs> saved really? the entire movie. Um. I mean, I love wow. and I love Anton Yelchin. Do not get me wrong. Rest in peace. Yes. What a loss to the film community when that happened. Yeah. But it was like it was reverse, where most of the cast was great in the original, with a few exceptions. I feel like only Anton and um, David Tennant were like the real key people, and the others were just like meh. Hmm. That's a, just a personal opinion. That's weird. I always I thought that all the cast of the remake was actually pretty good. Even Colin Farrell. This is back when he was still doing a lot of big movies before mm. he uh, switched. Not to say that they were. Stuff. Not to say that any of them were bad. Not sure. I mean, uh, just although I I couldn't stand Christopher's plus. I have a hard time <laughs> with him, regardless of what he's in. I'm gonna be yeah, honest. Yeah, I have issues. <laughs> I I find him very annoying personally, even when he's meant to be annoying. He will always be McLovin to me. I'm sorry. I just he will never escape that. Yeah, <laughs> so. he's definitely been typecast for sure. Yeah, even in like Kickass, he's kind of playing another version of McLovin for a bit. <laughs> so. Oh, he really True. is. True. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Seth, what were your thoughts on the originals? This was your first time seeing it. Yeah. Um. So I. I mean, I'm. I'm evolved enough to be able to enjoy my schlock and there's a lot of really really fun stuff in here um the the practical effects like if you liked the last 10 minutes of indiana jones that is the last 45 minutes of this movie yeah. oh yeah <laughs> when the guy melts on the stairwell that's and, great and it's like it's it's all really well executed so i was loving that i kind of had the opposite issue of hope in that I think Jerry was the only character that I liked in the original beyond Evil Ed. And I only liked Evil Ed because he was, what the fuck was that performance? Like, that was <laughs> so, so off the wall, amazingly crazy and manic and just, yeah. So I loved him. I think he ended up being my favorite character. Uh, and, you know, obviously Chris Sarandon's is, you know, just gonna swing for the fences every time. But, like, I. I really didn't like Charlie in the in the first one. He was just, I don't know. I, I had a really hard time getting on. Like, I, I understood him really well. I just didn't like him very much. So I found myself constantly yeah. rooting for Jerry and Peter Vincent. And that was uh, that was about it. Um for well, in both of these in both of these movies, Charlie's kind of an asshole. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, but I think Anton Yelkin brought this like charisma uh, yeah he's yeah. got he's got charisma and he like he knows how to play somebody that is acting cool without being cool and that really i like that about him they are very similar characters but i think he just brought more like more character to it than uh who's the actor uh william ragsdale i yeah i just he, it really he ended up being my only major issue with the movie just and I, i'm sure that's like partly because of the rapey shit at the beginning, which, like, I get is the 80s. Like, I'm oh, not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to cancel the movie or anything, but... <sighs> it was the 80s. You gotta let some stuff slide. Yeah, yeah. So that, it, it definitely soured me on him, and he just didn't do enough for, him to, for me to come around on him by the end. But otherwise, just, like, super, super fun. Just exactly what you want out of a, a suburbs horror, and I, I really enjoyed the original. It's definitely schlocky. It's it's the romanticized version of vampires. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's the much more kind of romantic. They even have a, uh, a visual reference to Christopher Lee's version of Dracula. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they they wear uh, it wears its inspiration on its sleeve. Uh, and apparently, um, the writer had Vincent Price in mind uh, to play that character before they had um, uh, Chris Sarandon come in. I thought that was really cool. I can totally see that. Yeah. Dude, Vincent That's... Price would have eaten that role alive. Oh, Are you yeah. kidding me? <laughs> oh, yeah. But I think at that point he was a little too old oh, to be yeah. doing that. Absolutely. Yeah so. yeah, so. I also did love Chris's cameo in the remake as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yes. <laughs> oh, great. What a good sport. Just show up and just do that. Did you guys see his credit is JD at the end? His yes. uh, initials. I love I, that. I, I, yeah, I got it. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I get it. What was uh, what was your first watch like when you saw this the first time, Jesse? 
Uh, I remember overall enjoying it, but it definitely, I think it has a bit of a pacing issue for me. Yes. Because it, it just, it just kind of jumps into it and then it kind of drags a bit because yeah. Charlie jumps to the conclusion really quick of, oh, he's a vampire. Wow. You jumped to that conclusion real fucking quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a little questionable. It takes a little while to get going in the, uh, in the remake, which I actually more appreciated. Mm. So the, the, in, in many ways, the remake is kind of uh, an antidote to the original. The, the original film's problems are fixed in the remake. I was going to say that. This feels like a film rescue of the first Fright Night. This is how you properly do a remake. This is You take the inspiration and the material of the original and rework it so it actually functions properly. Yeah. Like uh, uh, Jerry wants to get into... Uh, Charlie's house. Well, he needs to be invited in. Well, what if he blows up the house? <laughs> simple, simple way of solving that problem. Ooh, or like, yeah. h- how do you make it scary and isolated? Well, you put it in a new suburb in, you know, the desert outside of Las Vegas where it would make sense that vampires could live openly and freely. Yeah, it makes perfect <laughs> sense, yeah. Also, it's a nice coincidence that uh, a few days ago, Red Letter Media put out a, a video discussing the sadly forgotten vampire film Near Dark, directed by Catherine Bigelow. <laughs> Near Dark. Did I ever see that? Uh, it's impossible to find now. It goes for $150 on eBay. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's 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 a realistic interpretation of vampires because it, basically they're just drifters and they're homeless because they have nowhere to go. You can't stay in one place for too long. It's a realistic interpretation of it. I feel like that's what the remake is. Like, this is a more realistic. The, the, rom- the romantic element of the original film is gone in the remake. Like it, the vampires in that are much more like zombies or parasites. They they're the sort of they sort of take away the sort of uh, Christopher Lee Dracula influence and replace it more with like John Carpenter's vampires. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like to call these the Captain America vampires because this seems to be the way that vampires are displayed now. They're like. Super, super strong, super fast, super durable. Uh, you know, Morbius coming to theaters very soon. Thank Christ, Almighty, oh. Christ! Oh God. Um, yeah, I, I I tend to prefer the gothic romance vampire if I had to pick. But there's there's enough of that in here with Colin as well. Like him and Tony Collette for the two scenes they had together, they were sparking off each other. Dude, the cast of that remake is stacked, dude. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, I was going to say, I, Colin Farrell's a handsome goddamn man. So yes, I mean, he any, is. Anybody, yes. even if he couldn't act, he can act. I'm just saying, even if he couldn't, I'd still be like, can I lick your abs? Like, <laughs> so I mean. This is back when he had abs. Yeah, it's back when he was. Exactly. Uh, he was always doing roles where he had his shirt off. Now he doesn't do that. Yeah. So, yeah. He, uh, I think the first film that where I saw him, like, kind of become just a normal looking guy was the lobster oh yeah i love the lobster me too i have mixed feelings it feels like it feels like it should have been a two-parter rather than just one movie it is a little overly long i i agree with you there but it's it's so different and odd that i forgive it yeah overall it was great yeah have have you guys ever seen the gentleman i have not no Mm -mm. uh colin farrell plays a old school British gym boxing owner. Like he owns a boxing gym and he beats the shit out of these Gen Z kids in a deli. And he's like, (laughs) he's so schlubby. Like he's got a belly and a comb over and like, he's, he's so schlubby, but he's, he's still a badass. It's awesome. He's slowly becoming one of my favorite actors. I definitely need to put this on my watch list. Oh, yeah. Highly recommend that one. I highly recommend. I mean, it's Guy Ritchie, so like, I'm very biased. I'm sitting underneath of a lock, stock, and two smoking barrels poster as we speak. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Colin Farrell is a, is kind of a, a lot like Christian Bale. He can kind of morph into any role. Yeah. Batman coming to theater next month. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesse, are you getting extra paychecks for this episode? Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Who's sponsoring your ass? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I would really like to get into some of the like key differences between these movies. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's not a clone movie, but it is definitely taking inspiration uh, in the remake. Yeah, uh, which makes me very happy. This is the proper way to do a remake. Mm-hmm. So, so, what were like some of your your standout like? Oh, I like this change 
better from the first one? Or or reversely, like, is there anything you think the first one executed just better than the the remake? Uh, no rapey stuff in the remake. True, true. <laughs> I mean, obviously. So, um, I, I think the uh, the other thing is that um, there's more vampires in uh, in the remake, but not it feels not so many that it's like insane. Yeah, it's not like he built like an army or something. Yeah, that would that would be the Marvel version, right? <laughs> yeah, Morbius coming to theaters. Oh my gosh, who's paying you? <laughs> and why aren't they sharing? Right? I'm the horror whore, damn it. Give me my check. Um the other thing is uh they get rid of the evil ed character at the beginning of the remake, which I actually mm-hmm. I have mixed feelings on that because they get rid of him in the first 20 minutes and then he doesn't appear again until the last act. Yeah. I was like, well, where's he been the whole movie? Okay, right. I I yeah. do agree that it's weird how they bring him up and then toss him, but again, I am not complaining due to who plays him. So I'm like, yeah. it's like, yeah, it doesn't work, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny because like that that second half of him in the movie uh that i would have to say is probably the weakest part of the movie for me is just like he's not threatening or scary especially missing an arm with a broken neck like at a certain point i was just Mm -hmm. like this is really almost sad at this point and then maybe that was the intention and and maybe it was but then they gave him the cheesiest dumbest lines to say at that point that were so like not established as part of his character that he just turned into like a really like goofy caricature at the end. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I kind of miss when he was dead. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the original evil Ed, I think I'm, I'm was like hungry for more. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I was hungry for more, but he was definitely more established. Like you got his character. It was thought out. There was a reason why he turned and was okay with it. Yeah, Whereas the yeah. other one was like so anti anti, and then he's like, ah, eh, fuck it, you know. But is the original was like he was an outcast from the beginning and just kind of, I felt like that was more panned out better in the original for sure. Yeah. Also, I love that he just randomly turns into a werewolf with vampire powers. Right. Like just. Oh yeah. <laughs> That that was weird. Like, what, what, is he a werewolf or is it a vampire? Like, uh, so what? so the the werepire, right? Like, I don't have an issue with that because it's the movie is Fright Night and they're making fun of monster movies, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm fine with a werewolf appearing out of nowhere. I thought it was kind of odd that they cut it from the remake and they were just like, oh, that doesn't make sense. We're just going to cut it entirely. And it's like, but that was really fun. I don't know. I just, I really liked it. They did kind of an homage in the remake, though, when she has the gun. He's like, for werewolves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was like their homage to it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but it is. Uh, I think the biggest change is the tone. The original is is a little bit more kind of campy. Uh, it's not. I didn't re- wasn't really scared watching the entire film. They try to be scary, but it's not really scary. Yeah, uh, the remake. There's some good stuff in that one. Yeah. There's some good tension. Yeah, especially the the moment when uh, he's she's um, Charlie's trying to get Doris out of a. Uh, uh, Jerry's house, and yeah. then they walk into the something. She just explodes. <laughs> Dude, oh, I was like, "Oh shit!" I wasn't expecting that. How okay. tra- how traumatizing. PTSD. Cut to him, hard cut in his bed, just kind of just staring off into space. And I'm like, "Yeah, that's how a person would react seeing that." Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think the um the minivan scene is the one that pops out to me. It's just like, "Oh shit!" You guys went f- like really went for it here. Like this is mm-hmm. intense. Yeah. Yeah, it feels more like it has a much more uh, harsh tone to it. It's a much harder movie. Yeah. With the exception of the sex, it kind of toned down that a bit. Because <laughs> there's there's no nudity. The sexual aspect is kind of uh, pulled in a little bit, which is, I, I guess, I kind of get it because it would be distracting. Because isn't... Uh, isn't uh, Charlie's girlfriend supposed to be like 17? They're both, they're both high schoolers, aren't they? They're, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah they're, which, they're in high school at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, so I think that it was questionable in the original why they would do that. And it's like, uh, it's not really good to do that. Sure. So they, they had to be like, okay, let's let's fix that problem. 
Well, Again, another they fic, they film rescued the original movie. Yeah. Well, also the the remake was an August release, so they were gunning for kids to be able to get into the theater. And there's a, a difference between a soft R with violence and like a hard R with graphic sex, according to the MPAA, which I would fight every single one of them if I had the opportunity. Um, mm. <laughs> but yeah, like I and I think that's what they were aiming for. They were like, well, if we cut all the sex stuff, we can still get an R rating and have it be like gory, fun, you know, teenage R instead of you know the like sleazy kind of thing you would probably get if if you're still trying to market it towards teenagers. Right, right, right. So it was like a, a soft R versus an NC seventeen type of deal. Like, so yeah, 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 yeah. Which like good for them. Yeah. I think my biggest issue with the remake, though, was uh, the overuse of not so great CGI. Yeah, that was a bit. Uh, <laughs> that was uh, stick not to just, like stick to practical. Yeah, yeah, not not just the uh, the vampires at the end where like Jerry screams into the camera, which looks really bad. That looked like uh, a I mean, video game cutscene, straight up. Yeah, it Gosh. looks like it looks like a video game cutscene, but not just that, but also like. Uh, uh, CGI blood splatters. Yeah, yeah, the whole the whole 3D thing uh, was very popular. Yeah, I was about <laughs> yeah. to say, didn't you just say you saw it in 3D? So I know a lot of films at the time were over the top with some of their stuff to fulfill the 3D, but once you see it in normal 2D, you're like, what the damn hell is that? <laughs> it's yeah. so plastic and shiny. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it does not look good <laughs> in two dimensions. And it's... It, and, uh, Whenever they do 3D for films like this, it's always just like, oh, shit's flying at the camera. It's like, that's not exciting to me. It it makes the movie feel too much like a roller coaster ride. I'm yeah. I'm not really a fan of that. Yeah. Like, it's, I just don't care for it. I was about to say, I'd go to Universal if I wanted that shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'd actually go on a real roller coaster. I wouldn't actually go to a movie theater where I'm sitting in one spot. Well, and it's like, it, the point of 3D is, is depth of field and like adding to the, um, uh, you know, the, the, space in a in a scene that you know your scene geography and so in a suburb setting i don't need that homie i live in a house i know what they look like right you know like uh, avatar totally give me 3d there i've never been to this world i want to feel like i'm in it absolutely the suburbs nah i don't really need it yeah i just don't care for 3d in general it's like i i I see in 3d every day yeah i see in 3d right now (laughs) when i go to the movies i want to see in 2d so. I have dyslexia and ADHD. I can think in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> I can think my way out of your fucking Rubik's Cube box. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I I think that the tone is completely different in the remake. But the original, it's it's not bad. It's just, it's a very different style. It's much more corny, much more campy. Um, some of the practical effects are not so great that's definitely a budget thing i think i i just realized why i don't like the guy in the original why they flip-flopped the pov characters in the two movies so evil ed is the one that has to be convinced that vampires exist much like me the audience member so immediately i'm more on board with him in the remake they made the great decision to say no Evil Ed is the horror fan. We have to talk our main character into believing this so the audience believes it as well. Damn, that's just... Uh, yeah. Uh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that, makes uh, sense. that was one thing I was going to bring up, the biggest difference in the original versus the remake. So in the original, they're trying to put Charlie off as like a mental patient, so to say. <laughs> like, yeah. yes. uh, she's like... She's Amy. Amy's giving money out to Peter Vincent because Peter Vincent doesn't even believe in his own craft. You know, it's it's all these things where he, it literally they're acting like he's a mental patient, just c- completely crazy. And they're just like pat pat on the head. Oh, sweetie, okay, let's play <laughs> along. Whereas in the remake, yeah, there needs to be a little bit of convincing, but like after two seconds. Everyone's on board. There's no real build up of like convincing people. Plus, you also have yeah. David Tennant, who's like 
his backstory was, oh, well, I already met a real vampire. This is why I do what I do. Not, this is a job and I just happen to. Like, he built his career around his actual belief. Whereas Peter yeah. Vincent just, in the original, was just like, yeah, it's just a paycheck. So, Which, like, I, yeah. I, I think they both utilize that well to different degrees. Cause like, I love Peter Vincent killing evil Ed and being like emotionally eviscerated by that. And I love that they redo that with Charlie and the, um, the, uh, was it a stripper or a prostitute? I forget exactly. Whoever he, uh, stripper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Doris, Doris. the, the vampire he accidentally kills. Uh, I, I like that they they kept those elements, but I do I do like the the shift in making it more believable for the because it adds it makes two different characters there really like your your Peter Vincent is is very much not David Tennant's Peter Vincent, which is closer to his character from uh, Good Omens. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Very true. The other thing I would I, I have an issue with in the remake is. David Tennant's character of Peter Vincent, the vampire that killed his family just so happens to be the very same one <laughs> that Colin Farrell plays. It's That's a little convenient. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Is he not a successful vampire? At the, like, he's 400 years old. He says that at one point. Um, what, shouldn't he have an army by now? Yeah, why does he have to build one like this now? Shouldn't you have, like, a whole horde of people? Right. But, it, it just whatever movie's got to end. Yeah, it's fine. yeah, Don't worry about yeah. It. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I can let some stuff slide. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's visually it's much more interesting. I think in the uh, in the remake, the original it looks fine, but it does look a little on the cheap and chintzy side sometimes. Well, and we it was also... under under ten million dollars for that budget too. That is like they they stretch their bucks for that. Yeah. Yeah, the remake feels it, it's visually it looks really good. Mm-hmm. I I really like the look of that remake. It's with the exception of uh, of uh, nighttime, everything is always blue. <laughs> I, I always hate that. Mm. That's the one negative I would give it is that at nighttime everything is blue. It's one rung better than the piss filter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'll take it over piss filter. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, very satisfying remake and very satisfying original film. Yeah. Um, Hope, in terms of the ending, do you think that uh, of the original film where it, it's said that Evil Ed apparently survives, do you think that rings true or do you think that's just sequel bait bullshit? I think it was just sequel bait. They did actually make a second Fright Night, which I have not seen. Uh, I've I. read the synopsis, though, and it says that it's... Uh, it, it still follows Charlie, but apparently he did like a psycho retrograde amnesia type deal where he just believes that it was just a serial killer that just was posing as a vampire and then the vampires come back and then he has to like re-make himself believe. I don't know. It, it sounded weird. and That's just David Tennant's arc in the new one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what the hell? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, so that ma- I'm was not like, mad. That was the second Fright Night. Again, I didn't see it. I just read the synopsis. So I think it was um, sequel bait because it was in production. Oh, yeah. I think I remember seeing that because they, they they have the similar ending to the remake too, right? Where it's um, if you kill the master vampire, it releases everybody else from their curse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's another thing I don't particularly care for is the uh, kill the master and the curse ends. It's like, well, it's that easy out kind of thing. Do you mean the ending of the Phantom Menace? Uh, <laughs> Do you mean the ending uh, of Avengers? Yeah. Although, I hate it. Uh, I, really- I will say they actually, if you guys... I don't know if you guys have seen what we do in the shadows, the show. Yes, um, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. there is an episode where they they do mention that, like, oh, this one certain vampire has turned many a many a vampire, you know. And then it was the Baron. Yeah, the Baron yeah. has turned like hundreds of thousands of vampires, and they're like, oh, 
oh, well, you know, we killed him and so we're still alive. And then it turns out the Baron, oh, spoilers, turns out the Baron is like still, still alive. alive. And they're like, oh, shit, <laughs> maybe it is real because the Baron's still alive. <laughs> so they did like play with that. Like, is it true? Is it not true? So in situations like that, I do dig it because oh, yeah. they don't. Well, and again, they they played it to. Is it real or not? There's no hard proof yet. So, yeah. So in that instance, I can dig it. Fucking with lore can be really fun, especially especially when the character knows that they can do it. Like Colin Farrell was so good at just being like, "Ha ha! Actually, you're wrong." I I love that stuff. I love when he grabs the cross and just burns it. It's just like, yeah, this doesn't work. Right. <laughs> that or when he's like, um, the house is abandoned, dumbass. <laughs> no, you you know, so it doesn't work. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I will say that uh, I still don't understand why garlic is a thing. I just, what, what, what the fuck is that? That's that's got to be one of those like old folklore kind of things where like you attach a bunch of ideas to certain monsters and then they all intersect and overlap at different points and stuff gets crossed over and like that's that. Do you remember that um four hour documentary Josh Dysart recommended to us? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The um oh yeah, the Woodlands documentary. Yeah. uh, Folk horror, the, yeah. They they go into that idea about how like because the idea of monsters is like a kind of like broad uh, idea to humans and we try to put faces to it like vampires and werewolves and shit like that but like the fear is the same underneath and so a lot of times they just cross over lore um, at, you know as as people hear stories and hear multiple stories they mix mix things up and mess things up and that's that's how we get to garlic and crucifixes and holy water and all that <laughs> oh so I'm actually reading up on like the whole garlic thing and it kind of actually does make sense um so one the vampires have like a heightened sense of smell so the ah um oh so it's so pungent that it mm-hmm. is disgusting to them gotcha and then okay. another thing is Um, so garlic is a super strong natural antibiotic and if used properly can kill most infections before the invention of modern antibiotics, garlic reigns supreme as a way to cure infections. So Uh lots of time, if you were infected with something that made you immortal, the gar, so like the garlic affects, like, I guess the, what it would be to them as like a, an already another thing but also um another thing is about um let's see porphyria the uh people with porphyria have intolerance to foods that have high sulfur content such as garlic and that also is a thing with vampires um ah so like the production of the hemoglobin and all that so like the so garlic is a natural deterrent so that actually does make sense when you take it back to lore yeah yeah yeah, okay i dig it it's not just some hokey shit (laughs) i remember seeing john carpenter's vampires years ago and overall i have very mixed feelings on that film overall it's fine but uh i'm sorry james woods Woods thinks he is way more badass than he is in that movie he's not badass at all but uh, there's the scene where he's explaining to the priest like how you kill a vampire, and he's like, uh, he's uh, like, they don't turn to bats. Crosses don't work. Garlic, you want to put? You want? You think garlic works? Yeah, put garlic around your neck. This guy will bend you fucking over. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like it goes into like a much more realistic version of vampires, where they're basically just superhero, superhuman zombies. Yeah, yeah, which I don't really care for very much. Um, but uh, in terms of this particular film it, it does make more sense i suppose yeah yeah i still say the best vampire story is probably still midnight mass <laughs> <laughs> so, because hey for obvious reasons right um but yeah uh spoilers if you have not watched midnight mass yet it's really good go watch it 
Um, <laughs> oh, I, I would love to talk about the finale of the remake and why I love it so much. Yes, mm-hmm. please do. Um, so... The the original, as much as I love it, and, and I do like that finale in the basement, like them figuring out how to use light to kill the vampire, that's straight up like Spielberg Goonies shit, right? Like mm-hmm. that oh, that yeah. really works. However, they the re, in the remake, they recognized they had an opportunity to turn uh, Charlie and Peter into badass vampire hunters who are not good at their jobs. And yeah. I... I absolutely adore that when they show up to the finale and these like he's got the flame retardant suit on so that he can take on the the vampire at the end and then peter vincent's got like shotgun shells strapped across him (laughs) and a crucifix at the end of his shotgun dude i was just waiting for blade to show up at at that point i was like blade is the only thing missing from this finale and i reminded me a little bit of uh from dust till dawn yes yeah a little bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and that's another movie that like really knows how to blend your genres and tones, right? Like horror is a good complement to comedy or action or romance or drama. Like scaring people for a minute makes them want good feelings afterwards. So it, it ends up being just a great pairing. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead is probably oh, the top of the yes, that one. yes. There's like literally nothing scary in Shaun of the Dead, but it is still no. a horror comedy. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it's still good. I mean, there's that one scene where uh, that guy gets ripped in half. There is that. True. You know, it's not really scary. So Plus, he kind of deserved it, so fuck him. <laughs> well, that or uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That's another great one. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the one I've been using as my um, pacing template for my movie that I've been working on. Just like figuring oh, really? out- how- yeah, because it, it works so good in a horror context, but it's so funny every five minutes. And so, like, and, and the one I'm working on is also a horror comedy. So I'm like, it, it's perfect to be watching things like that and Fright Night and, you know, these kinds of movies. And I'm like, that's right. Comedy really does work here. Like, I want to snap off jokes when I'm scared for my life. That's just how people are. It's like a nervous <laughs> tick that people have. So it makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Unless it's hereditary and that girl just got her head knocked off, then it's not really a good idea to Ooh. make a joke. Tony Collette, you were robbed. Uh, <laughs> oh god, that whole cast was robbed. <laughs> yeah, you guys, Tony Collette's really good in this movie. Yes, even just being like just the mom, but she's really good. She's. Yeah. What is it about her that she's just so instantly charming? She's just a really nice, sweet person. Simple as that. Yeah, I like. I just. Yeah, as soon as she comes on screen, she's not an asshole to Charlie. I loved that when she when she tells Jerry go bring the authorities. I was like, "Damn, mom! All right." Mm-hmm. I love. Well, it. I mean, because who are you going to believe, your kid or or a random neighbor? You know. Exactly. So I mean, exactly. I do like the fact that she doesn't try to continue to deny the fact that their neighbor is uh, really fucking weird. As soon as he starts digging into their backyard, and she's not like. Still like, no, he's not a vampire. Stop. <laughs> like, dude, he's digging into your backyard trying to get to the gas line. Right. <laughs> yeah, she she wakes up to it real fast. Like, th- thank you. That's something that's always bugged me in a lot of these movies, that the parents are always idiots, and the kids are always the one that have all the answers. <laughs> so it, It's that way in the original film. The mother is completely absent from the majority of that film, and the kid has to take care of all the problems. Right. Well, they did... They, I mean, yeah, it's a trope, but they actually did do a good reason. She was a nurse and she worked night shift. So it's not like she was just an absentee mom, you know? Although, n- not to say anything for his fucking dad. Do they even mention his dad? <laughs> I don't think they ever mentioned his dad in the original, no. They they discussed it in the, the remake, but only briefly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's... Uh, it's I feel like they, all the things that were just kind of missing from the original film are fleshed out more in the remake. Mm. It feels like a str- it feels like a stronger movie. Well, that's what happens when you have better budget, better ties. Horror is was resurging. You know, yeah. it's 
Because back when the original Fright Night was coming out, that was the height of slashers. So everyone was going to see slasher, yeah. slasher, slasher. Yeah. Not everyone was wanting like... They even referenced it. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, when Peter <laughs> Vincent gets fired, he's like, people just want to see stories about people in hockey masks going around slashing up horny teenagers. Exactly. Like, yeah, they, they, they just are referencing Friday the 13th. Yeah, so they, it's, they were going against the grain at the time as is. So yeah. it, it's... they did what they did with what they had you know and also this was i I forget the timeline if it was right before or right after that uh tom holland did chucky child's play um oh yeah that was right around then wasn't it oh yeah that's right he did do the child's play yeah is he still associated with the uh he is child's play series he is is he still he's still working on Dude, that? He, damn. Tom um, Holland is one of the smartest IP owners in Hollywood because he has had his hands in so many things that keep getting remade and he, he just gets attached with like story by or fucking whatever, but he gets paid and I love that for him. Okay, so he did that right before Child's Play. So I know he was probably also working on Child's Play while Fright Night was being done, so Hmm. man that's a series that went into comedy pretty quickly (laughs) yeah but again it works it works so great like your killer's a toy you know Mm -hmm. it's like yeah it's not that scary right let's let's have some fun with this oh speaking of people having fun um so i've been doing this in the last few episodes where I, i pick out some of my favorite like line deliveries from from these movies Mm -hmm. um and when when uh, Charlie takes the detective in the in the original one takes the detective to um, Jerry's house, uh, Art Evans is the detective in that scene, and he he mm-hmm. doesn't have a ton to do, but his final line uh, is threatening Charlie to throw him in jail forever if he ever calls the police again. <laughs> so so that leads me to assume one of two things: either. Charlie is a menace to this police station, which is totally believable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, totally believable for the events of this movie. Or Detective Lennox is the most unhinged cop ever and is just, like, so sick of shit that he's willing to threaten a child. <laughs> either one. Either, I, I was about to say, either one I'll take. <laughs> either one. They're excellent. So that's why Charlie jumped to conclusions so quickly. He's done this shit before. Okay. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's it, And it's those- You those, asshole, Charlie. <laughs> it's those little things that add so much to a movie. God, you're right. The more I think about it, the more I really hate Charlie in the original <laughs> film. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Which, like, and, and you're famous for saying this on the podcast all the time. You don't have to have likable main characters um, as yeah. long as we understand, you know, their, their drive. And the drive in this is the movie. Like, My Neighbor's a Vampire. That's the plot. Right. Yeah. And I I will definitely agree. I loved Jerry way more than any other character in the original, hands down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was just, like, so suave and cool and just, like, it was... Dude, he, he hooks up with Playboy Playmates in his downtime, like, you know? Right. <laughs> killing it. The only thing I think doesn't quite work in the... Uh, in the original film is his partner that uh, helps him. Really? I was thinking a, a vampire familiar was the thing missing from the remake. Yeah. But he's not a familiar. He is He is a vampire, as they prove at the end of the film. He was not a vampire. He was a goo blob. Yeah, uh, so ghoul is the term for like the, the turned familiars that are not fully vampire, but are still uh, like they're undead slaves. So he's like a, a uh. ghoul. I yeah, he wasn't a full <laughs> vampire, so it was it was still his familiar and everything. So, <laughs> yeah, I thought that worked really well. I loved it because it it was it was more than just a regular familiar too. It was like it was it was there was definitely some sexual tension between him and his familiar. Not oh, they lie. fucked, they, dude. Yeah. you don't. Oh, absolutely. Four hundred yeah. years old, you're gonna get curious at some point. Exactly. So 400 years old, you've exhausted all of Pornhub. You <laughs> don't know where else to go. Like, y- yeah, you're going to probably venture into some stuff you haven't done before. So. No, but it was just funny how, like, you could, like, yeah, you would assume that, obviously, but, like, the 
the actual tension between the two, I was like, these guys are just gonna fuck right here, aren't they? <laughs> well, and and think about like the the political context of doing that in 1985, like even hinting that your villain characters are gay. And, mm-hmm. and and like not making it that's not the thing that makes them evil. They're vampires. But like, yeah, right. they've probably boned. That's that's risky to do in a movie back then. Well, also it feels like Anne Rice stuff. Like uh her uh was it the the Lestat series? Oh yeah. Yeah, where it, all the vampires are basically bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> so I read a little bit of Anne Rice. I'm not the biggest fan. Well, of, this uh, leads me into a question. If if you were to cast a familiar in the remake who would you cast as uh, Colin Farrell's familiar? Oh boy. Because who was popular around this time? So here's my pitch. Yeah. Good Omens reunion, Martin Sheen. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. Ha- have like him and David Tennant face off against each other at a certain point. <laughs> I was just gonna, I mean, that would be good, but I was also going to be like, uh, Jamie Foxx just have a Miami oh, Vice reunion. That's killer. Just, He'd be just, so oh, fun. Just have that sexual yeah. fucking yes. like drip going between Miami those Vice two. reunion. Uh, no, that's perfect. That's oh. perfect. That's a movie I actually don't hate. I actually think the Miami Vice remake is actually okay. I don't hate it. It's, it's okay. Huh. I mean, it's not great. It's it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's definitely not peak Michael Mann. So. Oh, I, I only have one other note to discuss because I know a few people that listen would be mad at me if I didn't bring it up. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of old, like, 40s and previous black and white movies. Um, yeah. yeah. Did you guys know there's a Fright Night from the 40s? No, that, that's new. That's news. To I, um, I it, didn't realize it was an association. It, well, it's not because it's a Three Stooges movie about a fight night and it's there's no vampires in it. But oh, okay. <laughs> I just wanted to mention, uh, you know, since we're talking about Fright Night, I wanted to to mention, yes, I am aware of the Three Stooges Fright Night. It is actually very funny, too, if you're uh, into slapstick. It, it's, a, it's a very funny little comedy. Oh, I was about to say, I, I knew there was a movie. I didn't realize it was a Three Stooges, but yeah. I love Three Stooges. I love them, but... Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, one of the, it's one of their older ones, or, or more recent ones. I guess like after the point where everybody says they fell off, which like, yeah, not that many millennials or Gen Z have opinions about when <laughs> the three stooges fell off, but didn't the three stooges remake came out, come out the same year as, uh, as this film. Fright that Night sounds right. Uh, Will Sasso was in that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I think I can get there from there. Um, 2012, yeah, just right after this. Oh, right after this. Oh, okay, yeah. That movie's not good. Oh, God, no. <laughs> it's very not good. It was an insult to what the Three Stooges were. The Fairly Brothers have two good movies, Dumb and Dumber, and There's Something About Mary. And that's it. <laughs> is there something? No, Osmosis Jones is good. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, I hate you. Dude, Osmosis Jones is so good. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up! That movie's, that movie's not funny and it's terrible. I admittedly have not watched it since the early two thousands. I was gonna uh, say it's been uh, a hot minute since I've seen it. Oh, it's been that long since I've seen. There's something about Mary too, so I'm not even a hundred percent sure if that's good anymore. Oh, there's some stuff in there that still makes me laugh. <laughs> oh, I forgot he was one of the producers on The Ringer. That movie is so wrong, but still so funny. Oh God, the I don't. I maybe I shouldn't say that on air. <laughs> Anyways, Jackass in theaters right now. Go see. Oh, Jackass was so fucking. I good. <laughs> loved Jackass. Oh my gosh, I really did. Freaking loved oh, it. Oh god, Coxzilla. Coxzilla is amazing. Dude, I I still can't get over uh, Zach running into the frying pan in the dark room as he's trying to escape, and that just the perfect dong sound effect from that pan. <laughs> It, or he puts his hands out and he, get, he grabs all the fucking mouse traps. Yes. <laughs> oh, and Lord. Can, can I also just say, this is my personal opinion. I don't care what anybody else thinks. I loved when Machine Gun Kelly got fucking beat into the pool. Uh, <laughs> I've always wanted to smack that fucker. And then the fact that the giant hand did it for me was great. Yeah, I used to be like, I, I used to not care about him. But I recently saw one of his interviews where he was talking about wanting to fuck a 17 year old like 
openly. And yeah, I'm, no thanks. I'm good on the MGK train. Oh, I was about to say my friend was in Disney recently and she happened to see him at Disney. And usually like celebs have like a, a handler, I guess, mm-hmm. of Disney crew. And he and usually these handlers are like 18, 17, like kids still. Sure. sure. And he was just being the shittiest fucking person to this like little 18 year old who's just trying to do her job and my friend like was telling me all about it i was like oh nope nope i need to get the rags nope (laughs) (laughs) no thanks picked a good one megan fox right jesus christ um i mean you know she did buy into the transformers (laughs) franchise so what else can you say but Uh, a good a good note shift the fact that Tony Hawk had a cameo where he got drenched in cum at the beginning was fantastic. <laughs> Him and, uh, dude, I was rolling in the theater when Tyler, the creator, refused to sit in front of that piano. Because <laughs> he, like, he knew, and you could tell he knew, and yet they still got him to trust and sit. And you know he got zapped in the gooch on that one, too. The How oh, high yeah. he jumped oh. off that seat. Oh, my God. Right in that taint. Oh. <clears throat> this is now a Jackass podcast exclusively. It is. <laughs> uh, so we promoted Morbius. We promoted Jackass. Yeah, we've uh, we've gone all out tonight, haven't we? Absolutely. <laughs> why not? Mm. Yeah, why not? Uh, so coming to the end, I think uh, the consensus is both are good. Yeah, I mean they oh, yeah. had their oh, they yeah. both had their issues. Um, but in terms of you know, uh, as far as like a Halloween watch, I'd watch both of these. Yeah, I mean, for th- this is one. This is one where if I would never be shocked if people told me they loved both, hated both, or only loved one of them. Like I could see all versions of love for this being like true to certain people but mm. for me it's like you i can't get over how great the 80s were at making effects look great and i can't get over how well executed the remake is for fixing so many things from 36 years of societal advancement to make this yeah. story mm-hmm. not only work but work better uh I, like i would i would yeah. go out on a limb and say the remake is the better one of the two but that's just me yeah they film rescued the original movie. Love that for them. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, so I'd say a good double feature if you're up for it. Yeah, because oh, it sure. wouldn't even it wouldn't even get monotonous either. They're so different from each other. Exactly, not a yeah. clone copy. Finally. <laughs> yeah, they kind of shift some scenes around. Characterizations are a little bit different. So yeah, it's it's different enough where it stands on its own, but it does reference and have reverence for the original. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel hateful at any point. Yeah, they, they, they people that made the remake clearly enjoy the original, but they're like, eh, there's some things we could probably do a little bit. Sure. <laughs> yeah, update for the modern era. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'll announce our final episode for this season. We're watching The Thing. Yes! The Thing! Yes, we're going to compare The Thing from Another World compared to John Carpenter's remake of The Thing. Both are actually remakes, but you know we're going to compare those two because I want to. We'll probably reference the uh, the prequel um, as well, which I think came out in 2011 as well. Uh, <laughs> is it- I don't I don't know. If, I'm sure we'll reference it. Um, I could definitely go into my rant about why that movie should have been so much better than it was. Uh, yeah, I have one of those as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we will definitely shit on the prequel, but we will definitely have a lot of love for Thing from Another World and John Carpenter's The Thing. We will definitely get into that uh, next time. Uh Hope, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me pretty much any social media or whatever as biohazard underscore Leia. I'm always here to talk about horror and but I I, I despite being the horror horror, as Jesse says, uh <laughs> Hey, that's your title that you claim for yourself. Apparently not according to Seth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just didn't know before. I'm sorry, I was just not in the know. But I do talk about a lot of other movies and a lot of other subjects as well, so I am down to chat about anything. Okay, good. And uh, Seth, 
What about you? Where can people find you? Well, you can uh, check me out at Seth X Decker if you're into social media. Uh, if you're into podcasts, you can check me out on the Film Rescue Show with both of these lovely people here where we uh, do exactly what the remake of this movie did. You take a, <laughs> yes. an original movie and you find little ways to improve it or big ways to, if you're Transformers 3. Um, that'll be the final episode <laughs> of uh, our season if you want to check that out. Don't let Seth die. <laughs> I will have uh, plenty of Advil available to me while I watch. <laughs> I will have plenty of alcohol. There you go. Perfect. Uh, yeah, yes. that, but that's uh, that's it for me. Okay. And if you want to get in touch with me, find me on Twitter at HardcoreBShot. Uh, thank you both for being on tonight. This was a good episode. Good watches. Both, both uh, films are very good. Very it's funny. So. We can be gleeful and happy when the movies are good. Right. Yes. We don't want to... <laughs> kill ourselves you know watching terrible horrible films like the hustle <laughs> shut your whore mouth <laughs> and with that good night bye